Hey, friend, thank you so much for checking out our podcast. You have stumbled on our hang with Lucas Graham. He's an incredible musician from Denmark. He's here in the States. He signed a deal with Warner Brothers Records. He has his first single out called Seven Years, and he and his dudes are just killing it, man. They're going to kill it here in America, and I'm so happy for them. They perform, too, so uh, here we go. I'll get right into it. Let's start with uh, Lucas Graham and their performance of Seven Years. They'll go right into their hang. Enjoy. Zach Sang in the game. Zach Sang in the game radio show. The Zach Sang in the game radio show. I'd be a great baby daddy. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't think people understand this is a punishment. Great. Why would you not want to be a part of this? What? People in nice cars can't fart? What did I do? Vomit. Seven years. Once I was seven years old, my mama told me, go make yourself some friends or you'll be lonely. Once I was seven years old. It was a big, big world, but we thought we were bigger. Pushing each other to the limits, we were learning quicker. By 11, smoking herb and drinking burning liquor. Never rich, so we were out to make that steady figure. Once I was 11 years old, my daddy told me, Go get yourself a wife or you'll be lonely. Once I was 11 years old. I always had that dream like my daddy before me So I started writing songs, I started writing stories Something about this glory just always seemed to bore me Cause only those I really love will ever really know me Once I was 20 years old, my story got told Before the morning sun when life was lonely Once I was 20 years old only see my goals I don't believe in failure cause I know the smallest voices they can make it major I got my boys with me at least those in favor and if we don't need before I leave I hope I'll see you later once I was 20 years old my story got told I was frightened about everything I saw before me once I was 20 years old Soon we'll be 30 years old Our songs have been sold We've traveled around the world And we're still roaming Soon we'll be 30 years old I'm still learning about life My woman brought children for me So I can sing them all my songs And I can tell them stories Most of my boys are with me Some are still out seeking glory Some I had to leave behind My brother, I'm still sorry Soon I'll be 60 years old My daddy got 61 Remember life and then your life becomes a better one I made a man so happy when I wrote a letter once I hope my children come and visit once or twice a month. Soon I'll be 60 years old. Will I think the world is cold or will I have a 
find the children who can own me. Soon I'll be 60 years old. Come on, fellas, bring it. Seven years old, my mama told me, "Go make yourself some friends, or you'll be lonely." Once I was seven years old. Once I was seven years old. <laughs> Are you allowed to say that on radio? My radio, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow. Wow. That was power, dude. Yeah, you could actually do it from there if you want. You could just chill there. Hi. Please sit down. Yo, yo, yo. Dude, Lucas Graham, I mean, what was that? Uh, so, okay. That's how we sound like when we're lazy. Uh, that's incredible. You should hear us when we're in good form. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, you've been doing this for a while. Okay. Yes. I, I got, you know, a, a little story on your life here, but I want to start with the song, Seven Years. That's essentially not just the story of your life, but the story of these guys' lives as well, yes? Well, they joined the story somewhere. Well, you joined the story at 16, Mark. Uh, Magnus, you joined at 23. No, you joined at 21 or tw 20, actually. Wow. And you joined at 23. That's how old I was when we met each other. So how old are we all now? <laughs> What are we looking at? How many years in? Because the band started in 2011, right? That's when you first released songs on uh, onto YouTube. Yeah, yeah. We started playing together in 2010, actually. Okay. Um, but yeah, Mr. Magnum on the bass, 26. Wow. Mark on the drums or on the box today. Hello. You love playing that box, don't you? <laughs> so my question Mark is 27 like me and okay. we've got the Yeah, 16, 17, yeah. So when you're writing this song, I mean, you're thinking ahead at your life. You're taking like you're you're, you're looking at your life and you're going 10,000, 30,000, 50,000 feet up and you're really examining it. I love that you're actually giving me that amount of like uh, omniscient foresight. <laughs> um it was just Like, I think any creative person or any person that works with any creative job, yeah. like sometimes you you start a process and you don't really know how the hell you got to the end of it. And that's kind of how it was with this song. We we started writing and three and a half hours later, we had this amazing folky ballad kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> um, and it took us like 18 months to finish the sound of it, like the production. Yeah. Because the song was so perfect from the beginning that we needed the strings and the drums and everything to be... Immaculate. Well, that's it, because in its rawest form, there's so much power, you know? Do you tamper with it? And how much do you tamper with it? Because if you tamper with it too much, right, you lose the power. Yeah, and at the same time, like we we really wanted some of the, the movie edit stuff yeah. that we have on the track. Like I the love the 8mm film roll. And when we they have go, the, Lucas Graham. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. actually one of the first ever shows we did. That's the voice of the announcer from that show. Wow. It's, an, it's actually it's, <laughs> it's a sample from 2011, the 14th of December, 2011. You know that date. Yeah. Why do you know that date so I well? I just remember. Dates and I remember weird stuff. So you tell me, you, you remember weird stuff. I do too. So I know in my mind that I can look back and I can tell you the most pivotal role in my career, the most pivotal moment in my career. What do you think is it for you? Because you're at a very interesting stage right now, right? Like you are, you guys are massive, right? In Denmark, 
okay? And here you are with this incredible music, walking into these radio studios, essentially kind of, I don't want to say reselling yourself, but you are reselling yourself. Well, at least we're not repackaging ourselves. Of course. Um, we've been... We've been touring together nonstop since yeah February 2012. Yeah, and we haven't really had a, a reason to stop yet, and we haven't had a reason to change ourselves or change our music, like make ourselves more digestible for yeah. any audience, um, which was our very big fear coming from tiny little Denmark, a population of nearly six million people only in yeah. the entire country. Um, so we were afraid that like a lot of other Danish or Scandinavian acts, we come to America and get like watered out, you know. Exactly. And it, it's just been so amazing to visit all these radio stations that love our most like non-commercial song, which yeah. is Seven Years. And the same with our record label, that we get this amazing support from our label and our management and our agent teams, that nobody's asking us to change. I think that's my biggest surprise about coming to America. Pretty crazy. Because you hear about all these European acts. Of they, course. Like, yeah. Usually time changes them too. You know what I mean? They come with one goal and then while they're here, every, you know. I thought Rosemary was supposed to change you a little quicker than time, but no. No. Sorry. Look (laughs) Look back at your journey right now and tell me the most pivotal moment in your opinion. Well, we did this one show in 2011. Uh, in in my hometown called Christiania, this tiny little community in the middle of Copenhagen. Uh-huh. Um, and there was only room for like 380, 400 people at the venue, but more than a thousand people were queuing up to get in and see us. Wow. So one of my friends came in through the back door and I was like, dude, why are you coming in the back? You should... Like you should be coming into the front like everyone else. He's like, I couldn't get in. There were so many people. I'm like, dude, you work here. You couldn't get in. It's like, literally, I couldn't get in. I told people I worked here. They didn't believe me. They're like, go in the back of the line, chump. And so we looked out the backstage window and we were like, holy. There was this queue that went out of the room, the, the door of the concert yeah. hall and was split two ways and went like out onto the street blocking traffic. And we were That's, like, we'll never fit these people in here. What do you think it is? Why, why is it your music? Because I've listened to, I've listened to Seven Years, obviously. I've listened to a few other songs. Like, I, I know you have Mama Said, Strip No More, right? Those are all going to be on the brand new album as well. They will be, yes. I mean, really personal stuff, very honest stuff. But in your opinion, why, why that big of a crowd and why are people taking so greatly to it? It's always weird like to analyze your own marketing uh, success or strategy and I, I think at the end of the day when we sit down and talk as a band about what is it we do, I believe it's the live show. Yeah. Like our, our most viewed content on YouTube has up until the seven years video, our most uh, viewed content on YouTube is live performances yes. from award shows and from our own little like – rehearsal videos that we yeah. put up just to like warn people that new music is going to be coming on the, <laughs> on the road with us and and yeah we've just built the live show to be the carrying significance like which obviously here is i mean come on it was evident it was like we always do one takes if we can do sound checks to other songs and the song we're recording for the radio station yeah we do that that's so that you always hit the song with the fresh vibe, like of course. Instead of oh, so we play that song five times at the sound check, and now we're gonna make it sound dynamic and fantastic yeah. for the sixth time. Yeah, like, you can't. Well, it's like they hear even like uh, on the radio show when we prep a sh- when we prep the show, right? And don't prep. T- don't prep people. Well, that's it, well, right? It's like when somebody tells a story and everybody reacts, you get that one genuine reaction, never to be able to duplicate it again. Well, you, know, you bottle greatness. You take it as you can get it. Well, you should just go with it when you can when you can get it. Like the seven years vocal the seven years track is one of the few tracks on our album that we have done nothing to it in america it's all recorded in copenhagen and like the mic was 
like a $90 mic. <laughs> and then <laughs> this dude wrote the string arrangement in his little apartment. And we went to like rented a special studio for half a day to record the strings. And so it's like the one song we didn't use our Ameri- our amazing American record budget <laughs> to, to, to produce was the big, was the the big single. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of weird. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Well, have you gone through, are there songs like, okay, Criminal Mind, Drunk in the Morning, those are the first two that you release online. Yeah. Are those going to make a reappearance on the self Drunk self-titled? in the Morning will. Okay. Criminal Mind, not on this album. I still think it's an important song to release in terms of our story. What yeah. what, what what are we about? We're not just the nice, cozy band. It's also about the guys in, in prison, like the boys I grew up with. Yeah. Um, like 24% of my childhood friends are in jail at any given time kind of thing. Why so, is that? Well, that's because that we grew up in an area that's a little tougher than the other areas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like a, a ghetto, like a project area. It's the south central of Copenhagen. Interesting. Um, okay, I get that. Yeah, well, it's a special place. <laughs> it's also not as violent as a normal ghetto would be. Yeah. Because it's a very tightly knit community. Everybody takes care of each other. Do you think if you didn't grow up there, you wouldn't be here today? Probably not. I, I the, That's a very, like, what, what do you call that kind of... Is that question? Like a meta, meta, meta question. Intuitive a little bit? Well, no, it's more like... I don't think you could become another person than the person you became. <laughs> yeah. Right? If you look back, that makes you... You look back at your life and all of these different you know, experiences where you grew up, the things that you've gone through, that well, make you, you who you are. Well, you are who you are. And I think everybody who, who dreams of being someone else, they're literally like just pissing in their pants. It's going to be warm for the first three minutes and then it gets really, really cold. <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> I might use that. That was good. <laughs> well, everybody else is taken, so you have to be you. Yeah. And it's the same when people ask you, when is the best time of your life? Right now, apparently, it has to be now. If my best time of my life isn't right now, then, well, we might as well start over. <laughs> yeah. Why? <laughs> so you look, at, you, you look at this record deal that you're doing with Warner Brothers. You're coming mm-hmm. here to the States. I mean, this is huge. Are you, you did rework some of the songs for the American album. Have yeah. you? scary doing that is anything major changing no not really um we weren't that scared coming over really i think more like anxious okay. and like anticipating i get like that this big leap like we are like 11 hours flight from copenhagen there's a nine hour time difference it's oh. and like it was just basically ripping up your whole life and saying so mom i'm going to be living in america for the next three <laughs> years of my life I'll see you for Christmas. Um, so, yeah, we've been home for Christmas the last few years, and we do get to go home for our summer tours. And yeah. But we're living here at the moment, which is weird. Is there a part of you that's afraid to leave all that you've built there behind? Because if you, it's really great. I mean, you guys are the biggest live act in Denmark. It's spread throughout Europe. I mean, there's such an incredible base, and there's security, right? There's security. You know, you you, you got to do some really serious <laughs> to f*** up there, you know? <laughs> Yeah, we've we've tried. Like, 
We've we've tried with headlines in the newspapers. Oh my god, there's a bug on your microphone? Is that for real right now? Wait. You guys, there's a bug. They're not freaking out, and I'm freaking out that there's a bug in my studio right now. Oh my, that's, wow. I am frightened. Yeah, Craig, there's a spider. He's here to eliminate it. Wow. Okay. Anyway, where were we? Sorry. Spider pig. Spider (laughs) pig does whatever a spider pig does. Can it swing from a rope? No, it can't because it's a pig. (laughs) Wait. The most respectable quality of you about you so far right now is the fact that there was a a spider on your very nice microphone and you didn't care. Well, I kind of flicked it off because I was like, where is it? Did you kill it? That's like a big minus in your karma book, sir. I know. Wait, Craig, did you take the dead spider carcass out of the studio? Are you, a, <laughs> so are you that afraid of bugs? No, I just saw. I was interested to see who actually showed up to get the spider out of the studio once I yelled for Somebody help. Somebody killed the spider. I, that makes me feel bad. You should. It's a, <laughs> like that's why I didn't get a, get a driver's license because all the bugs that get squashed on your windscreen, man, uh, it's gonna be like your karma book must be ruined. Oh, that's so beautiful to look at it that way. <laughs> wow. And I, plus, I can always drink when we're out because I'm not the designated <laughs> driver. So I think that's my main reason. But okay, so you've been here for how long? Uh, but but we we moved here in what 2014, February, March 2014, Magnus, the first. I think that's the first time we like lived here for okay, like a succession of months. And how like okay, so you've been going back and forth how often? A lot. Yeah. Yeah, because we have like shows back in Europe. We need to like save up money as well. Like, yes. It's great living in America, but it's also expensive when you're not from here. Crazy. Renting expensive. a house and like, yeah, and then you're not American. You don't have a credit score, and you try to lease a car, and like you're being robbed in broad daylight. <laughs> And you realize, why have I not just been using Uber all the time (laughs) and just choosing the sedan? (laughs) Hey, the UberX is not bad. It gets you to where you need to go. Well, or else just order the regular Ubers, but on like really busy days so that the black cars, they just want... They show up. They just show up anyway. <laughs> that's a good one. Okay, before we the spider was here, I was asking you about leaving the security behind in Denmark. I mean, that's yes. a, that's a very intense move. I don't think we're afraid of the security thing because, like, I dropped out of law school when I got the record deal. Magnus stopped studying uh, jazz in Berlin. Casper, our piano man, he dropped out of like he was becoming a stockbroker, like studying economics. Wow. So we've all sacrificed quite a lot to to be where we are. So the whole sacrifice idea, I think, was like everyone knew. Yeah. Once we sat in the band room and looked at each other, it's like, okay, so we're dropping everything to do this, right? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're not in. Like, we're we're not going. Like, we're not leaving the country. If you're before in, we got the team, exactly. You're in. You're in. If you're in, you're in, and you're in it like for good. Like, you're going to sacrifice blood, sweat, and tears to get where we want to get. Um, I think what's difficult for us about leaving Denmark is that we've built a style of fan culture that is different than we've seen in other countries. We're very down-to-earth guys. I mean, we've known each other for 10 years almost, all of us, including the production team. We've all gone to the same high school, some of us even to the same primary school. So we've been doing this, like I've been singing professionally since I was eight. So it's not a, like we're not going to become different people. No. But people's perception of us might change, especially in such a big country like America where yeah. people might not know that we're just these small town guys that want to have a beer and chat of and course. chill. Except loves to, he loves clubbing. 
<laughs> loves it. He really he, not he does not that he doesn't like a cold beer. Yeah, but he loves clubs are where he lives. I get it. I get it. <laughs> so are you the one in in your band spearheading these you know deeper conversations because they do they need to be had. I mean across the board they need to be had. I think we're all pretty much spearheading deep conversations and it's. Like the conversation that we have about our band is essentially conversations about respect in terms of respecting people's choices. If Magnus decides I'm not going to go out and drink this weekend, nobody's going to pressure him to go out. Yeah. Because, well, we're going to be on tour for 280 days in a year, right? So at, at some point you just need to not go out. Like, At home seems really great after touring for 280 days. Yeah, I have a great bed that I never see <laughs> in a lovely apartment in a great part of town. <laughs> I don't know what my mom looks like anymore. <laughs> my dog barks at me when I come home. <laughs> do, do, do we have a date yet on the album? 25th of March. Can I say that, Andrew? Twenty fifth of March. Twenty fifth yes. of March. Pre order from the fifth of February. <laughs> I miss having artists here where they go. Can I say that, Andrew? And Andrew usually says no most of the time, and yeah. then they say it anyway. <laughs> so, but you, well, what the listeners don't know is that we actually made the like the bulk of our money being like male strippers back in Copenhagen. Really? Yeah. Wow. No, no, it's, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. I just, can I say that, Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Lucas Graham. <laughs> you, my friend, have an incredible story, a story that I want to follow and music that I'm so excited to hear. I thank you guys for being here. I mean, you know, I, I said this last week. We had an artist named Nathan Sykes in here, and he did a really amazing performance. And I was like, you know what? That was the greatest performance ever at the studio, but I need to retract that. And I need to say this performance of seven years, everything from the vocal. I'm sorry, Nathan. To the, to, to the way it was done, to all the instruments, to the way it sounded in my ears. The best performance we've ever had in here. So I thank you for thank coming you. in. Thanks for having us. Yeah, amazing. We like to play, like, this is live music is what we do. Can you play another song? Yeah. Thanks. The interviews, that's the dull part. Now, I know. And we can go back to doing, like, our real job. <laughs> <laughs> go. Kill it. All right. Two, three. Don't you worry about me. Hang on. Serious man. Don't you worry about me. Don't you baby about me Well so Frank is ready Alright Whenever you roll him we roll it we roll it One two uh, one two three four I kinda need a beer Hey, my friend, how you been? What are you going through? What is this trouble that's troubling you? He tried to turn the thing around and asked me how I've been. I said I really don't know where to begin. Hey, bro, I saw my life come crashing down. I crawled, I walked, I'm flying out. I found my strength on my knees. Don't you worry about me 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 me? 
A lot of people told me when daddy passed away. Go take some time off, but I got no time to waste. Don't you have a dream too? Some goals you've got to make. You may feel small sometimes, it don't mean you can't be great. Hey, bro, I saw my life come crashing down. I crawled, I walked, I'm flagging now. I found my strength on my knees. Don't you worry about me. Don't you worry about me. Don't you worry, worry, worry. Don't you worry about me. Sometimes your life can bring you down. Sometimes you run for miles and miles. Sometimes you scream without hope. Now once you feel you hit the ground, then victory comes back around. And you'll be proud to let them know. Don't worry about me. Don't you worry about me. Are you guys going to sing along or what? Uh-huh. You ready? Yeah. Don't you worry about me. Don't you worry about me. Oh. Don't you worry about me. Oh, please don't you worry, 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 worry. No, don't you, don't you worry about me. Don't you worry about me. Don't you worry about me <laughs> That thing and the gang Not bad, right? Pretty freaking good If you want to check out more of our podcast, please Go to ZSATG over on Twitter or Facebook.com Slash Zach Sang the Gang Or keep clicking around right here Find another one that you enjoy Because I'm telling you, we got a few Okay, thank you friends Please be safe, do not die, and do not go to jail Spread peace, spread love Until next time.